When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Now Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio. A downloadable cars and coffee hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston, and recorded live from the porch of the famous Malibu Kitchen. Now, here's Spike. All right, here we are. We're on the porch. Spike's Car Radio. We're in Malibu. You all wanted to hear the original crew. We are here with them. The the Dream Team, the Porch Boys, Mr. Jerry Seinfeld, Mr. Paul Zuckerman. My mouth is full. Hello, Mr. Everyone. Spike Ferriston, we've left a chair open for you, the listener, and it's uh, it's Saturday. It's lovely. It's 68 degrees. It's I don't know, you, you folks don't know this, but we get Malibu back in the winter. Jerry and I right. drove out here. It was an open run from Santa Monica right to Bills. Wasn't it beautiful? Gorgeous. Beautiful, and we, we, sunny day. We're I'm in, in a 68 912 Targa with the top off. A new car. Yeah, just oh, got it. Just got it. Um, Irish green, black interior. It's Green Day. Today's Green Day. Day. I'm in the leaf green tea that Zuckerman and I have purchased together, like a lovely married couple. Plan Z. Plan Z. You're going to drive that today. Yes, and you'll take my sand beige. I'm not green. I'm green with envy, but I'm just, (laughs) but I'm driving a sand beige. Nothing to say. Paul pulled up in a 67 911S, an incredibly rare, incredibly visceral, exciting, zingy, uh, thrilling early 9-11 that everybody wants. I, I chased down that Bahama yellow one the other day, which was garbage. I don't mean to tell you how to hold a microphone, but you got to keep yeah, this one okay. close to your mouth. But I will say, okay, the, the point is, I want what you have. It's, everybody I, I, wants what someone else has. That's, that's right. Why right. is that? So, yeah, with low that self-esteem. Because, Do you yeah. remember the moment, Jerry, that you and I were driving in Hollywood in identical 70 uh, yes. 911s, yes. Conda Green, I looked over at you. You had uh, a thousand more miles than me. I looked over at your car and I said, I want that car. <laughs> I'm driving <laughs> a better, low-mileage version. And that's what we're talking about. Yes. What, everything always looks better when someone else has it. I've right. started, like Zuckerman and his watch there, I've started enjoying this watch that I own on his wrist more. Sure. Uh, it's a maturity thing, that I'm just going to enjoy it on his wrist. Well, anyway, like, of course, I like you better than me. As I think that's really the <laughs> yeah. issue. Well, let's get down. You know, uh, Jerry wasn't there, Paul. For uh, yesterday, we did Rod Emery. It would wow. have been the last episode that you folks just listened I think to. He talks too loud. I think it's too loud. Well, you you taught prefer- me that. Yeah. If you said if you talk loud, no one yeah, know. But in a nightclub, but this is a. You want me to bring it road. down? Yeah, a little more Howard. I c- you know, Howard brings it down. Okay, I'm going to bring it down low like this. Well, I, I can adjust that on the channel too. Okay. But thank you. All right, go ahead. He I'm knows sorry what he's talking about. <laughs> Great look, Spike. Yeah. <laughs> I roll. Emoticon. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Rod Emery, because we ended the Rod Emery podcast talking about how Jerry's find his photo album of this 350, what, it's a 356 SL rent that... Le Mans. Le Mans car, right? right? Yeah. The number 47 car that Rod Emery from Emery Motorsports, uh, Motorsports restored. How he was uh, in his garage with his son. 46 is the race number, and 63 is the VIN number. Wow, all right. He's in the garage with his son. He's tearing his hair out because he has no ability. He has nothing that's going to tell him how to set up the engine or the aerodynamic plating underneath the car. He's its just He's got no photographs. He said, I've got no photographs no of the engine bay. No nothing. And he's been to the museum. and They don't have anything. They've, they've given him everything that they have. Between and he's the pulling his hair out, and he's about to take a drill and drill holes into the engine bay. Based on nothing other than intuition. Right. And he's stressing. He's stressing, right, right? right? I need a picture of the engine bay. There was also some talk of he didn't know which car crashed, and they didn't have angles of the car, and, and he's stressed out. He and takes I, this seriously, more yes. seriously than us, perhaps. Yes, right. obsessive. Perhaps. perhaps. And he knows yeah. what he has. And then out of the blue, out of the blue, a picture of an engine bay comes in. 
Yeah. If you recall, <laughs> you texted him. I texted him. He's having the he's having the greatest crisis of his life, and you're eating a sandwich with with if I recall, sweet potato fries, greasy fingers, and you happen to pick up this book of photographs and say, "What do I have here?" Take a let, look at this. Let's just go. Let's just take a pause here for one second, and let me take you back about ten or twelve years. To how this, where this book came that's, from. That's what we wanted to know. That's what we were talking right. about. Okay. You buy a lot of things. Sometimes yeah. they, they're uh, famous wedding photos. Wedding albums. Yes. <laughs> Personal memorabilia from the Porsche family. Some pretty good stuff. And there's a lot of it. And you understand, from Rod Emery, this is an act of God. This thing just Wait, well, suddenly. Let's not, let's not hang right, around here. Let's tell the story. Go ahead. Where did you find it? So Look how it. irritated you okay. get. I love it. Okay, okay, because okay. I like a well-told uh, uh, Tale. sequence. So this, here's the story. Um, and I'm afraid Sam will have much better details than I will. But okay. there was a guy who was very, very friendly with Ferry Porsche back in the day. And this guy uh, was a great fan of the cars and the, 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 the company and all that and collected a garage full of memorabilia, a garage full. We, and then they had a falling out, him and this guy, because of a mistress. <laughs> Paul just leaned in. <laughs> so him and this guy had a falling out related to a mistress. I don't, Sam, I bet you wouldn't remember that detail. I don't. So we were contacted. Would we be interested in perhaps purchasing this entire garage full of, of items? What's the Oh, just talk. Talk louder. Just, just, just keep louder. it close to your mouth because it, there's a little noise here. That's, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, I just fine. want everyone to hear this. So the, the, the number was a, a, was a big number to buy all this stuff. We weren't even sure what it all was <laughs> and what I would do with like it. A but I was in a phase. <laughs> garage right. What's the matter? But I was in a phase where I really had to have every significant little item I could find. His whole life. I love that he's (laughs) buying something that he doesn't know what it is. I don't even know. I didn't buy it. it. (laughs) Right. It never happened. Because I wouldn't, it was a garage full of, 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 of cardboard boxes filled to the ceiling. What would I do with it? And it was a you know, very, very big number that they wanted for it. So it just it overwhelmed me and I and I and I decided not to do it. So what the guys, I, I believe this is the widow or some relative, so she decides that she's going to have an auction, a, a, a slow auction, like every year or so, they're going to dribble out some stuff on this uh, uh, Technic... Uh, Techno-Essen? Yeah, Techno. no, not, not Essen. Um, Techno-Classic. It's, yes. it's a classic. It's an, it's an auction site, right? This German yeah. auction Ladenburg. site. Ladenburg. Ladenburg. Okay. So the first auction they have, Sam flies there to the auction. He's there. The factory is there. Now, this is Sam Cabiglio, the guy who finds yeah. all, all of your cars for you. And Right, right. He goes to the auction, and I, I'm not a guy that you want to uh, be bidding against in an auction because <laughs> I just I, – I'm – I'm irrational. I, I have a, a, a very strong revenue stream, and I, and I don't care. I just don't care. Crazy and loaded. Yeah. It's powerful. It's the worst guy you want to bid against. Crazy and loaded. <laughs> if you see with a me, proxy, by the way. Yeah. A proxy who was probably not going to get in touch with you and just knows he has to get this. Yes. The same proxy that uh, I bet you Z will know the name of the NASA a supervisor with the white vest that Ed Harris played in Apollo 13. What was the name of that? That was Werner von Braun. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Speaking of Nazis. Anyway, his motto was... I don't know. Failure is not an option. That's right. Thank Failure you. is not an option. So this is the, the impromptu, imprimatur... Yes. Is that correct? Yes. That I gave Sam. Marching mm-hmm. I want this, I want this, I don't want this, fuck I want it this. Up. I can't even tell you. It would be immodest and egregious and uh, flamboyant of me to even tell you some of the stuff I have as a result of these auctions. Wow. Well, let out I a couple. Just wouldn't, I just I had to have everything. I'll give you one little item okay, okay. that I do have. <laughs> I have the original pencil written. You've seen this on a, on a big 
folded piece of paper of the plan for the Porsche company, who would do what, who'd be the head, who'd be the head engineer, who'd be in charge of sales, who'd be in charge that they the wrote chart. out on a kitchen table. <laughs> org chart. 1938. <laughs> what? Wow. Org chart. The org chart. The org chart, yeah. On a napkin or on a piece of paper? It's on a big piece of paper written in pencil. Were there any erase marks? Or yeah, erase marks, cross outs, wow. arrows. I actually have two of them. One is printed, but one is written with pencil by hand. It's really uh, one of my greatest uh, wow. possessions. So this is where the whole company started. Anyway, so I just bought everything that, I, that looked even slightly interesting. And I have tons of photo books, you know, old school. You know, people took pictures. They, they glued them into albums. Mm -hmm. And I have this stuff. Honestly, I haven't even looked through it all. So one day, six months ago, eight months ago? A while, no, no, this no, year a couple ago? years ago. A couple, it's not years, a couple ago. years ago. It's a yeah, year, yeah. I'd say. It is. Okay, well, whatever it is, I'm. I, it was, I have it this was stuff. right before Rensport reunion, right? That's what, that's yes, what Rod it was, was saying. Right. right, so that's a few years back. Time is flying mm. for the old guys. All right, so I have this book. Some, it's, a, it's an old you know, uh, photo album thing with the padded cover, and some guy glued on a Porsche emblem onto it. I never really looked in it. And I'm walking around my, my little uh, garage there, and I see the book, and I go, let's see what's in there. And I look through it, and it's all these great old black and whites of the Gamun racing days. Which is early. Yeah. Early, what, 50, 51? 50, 49, 50. Well, actually, be 50 and 51. And then you come by, and we were having a cigar, Spike. Correct? <clears throat> we were going to, to Hangar 9 for cigars. Yeah. Right. And, and it was the end of a, a, a day of driving. And, you and I think I just you pulled just it out to show you? Yeah, you said, look at this. Right. I just found this. And you go, isn't that Rod? Oh, right, isn't yeah, Isn't that yeah. the car Rod Emery's working on? Yeah. And, and we were looking through it. Yes. And going, well, yeah, and look at this. Crashes and engine bays and yeah. other cars. And, right. And uh, I said, why don't we uh, just start texting Rod some pictures? Right, to be funny. <laughs> to be funny. Anonymously sending him <laughs> incredible artifacts of the car that he's but restoring. Not knowing, of <laughs> not course. Not knowing that he's on the other side of town sweating bullets <laughs> right. with his having, son having talking crisis, him off a ledge. Crisis of his life and we're eating. And we're eating Chinese food, smoking cigars, and going, let's text Rod Emery. Right. And not tell him who it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And he, so he doesn't have my phone number in his phone, so he doesn't even know where these are coming from. They're dropping <laughs> yes. from the sky, he's <laughs> Ten Commandments. <laughs> Burning bushes. Text, remember his first text back? Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> and where did you get these? And, wow. uh, and then Zuckerman. Now, he went on to say that the engine bay we sent him was from a different car, right? Right. But it did give him insight into the engine, how it was he, put together. But in, in how his, many mysteries did he say this he book? Solved, he, solved, so he says that this is one of the most important books ever, ever. For him, for him, it is the Bible, the Holy Grail that he needed to find out because he was trying to do number 46 as it was right. when it won Le Mans. It answered all so many questions he had about how it was set up, and it also gave confirmation that indeed the car he was doing was the forty-six car that won. He oh. it also told him which one was the forty-seven car, and there was never really any knowledge or documentation how forty-seven had crashed. These were pictures of the crashed car, which also gave him an x-ray, x-rays of what these cars look like inside and underneath so wow. he could solve the aerodynamic plating question at right. the bottom. He had chills talking yeah, about it. Yeah, and the reverence, the reverence for the book, he, didn't, he hasn't mentioned it up until this podcast. Right. In, the, in these last few years, he's never mentioned this moment. He didn't want to bring it up because he feels this, this book is so significant. He actually wants to talk to you about somehow getting it out in the right way. Right. He, he, what did he say? The most significant book of early Porsche, Porsche racing ever? Because he said between the lack of documentation and a factory fire that burned up a lot of the archives, he believes these photographs were from somebody. He called them top secret because Porsche would not have wanted these photographs in public. So whoever took these photographs was very, very central 
to the early racing efforts. Right. I know right. another set wow. they don't want public. <laughs> and you realize, of course, you realize, of course, when Porsche went in 51, the French were not exactly welcoming, welcoming them with open arms sure. to go to Le Mans. This was their first effort. It was a very small effort to send. They had no money. Right. They had no resources. They weren't really welcome. They didn't know how they were going to be treated there. Whoever went was a central player right, in the company. right. Wow. You have the most important photographs of all time. Well, uh, of, the, of that era, yes. Yeah. Do you know where they are right now? Do you no, know? I do not. <laughs> but here's... I may have misplaced them, in fact. But here's what's interesting. <laughs> Somebody must. <laughs> Covered in grease. I went to find my 1968 uh, Vic Alfred Daytona 907 long tail winning Rolex this morning, and that was gone. That's gone, too. It's gone. Yeah, all right, gone. well... Oh well, <coughs> that's easy only come, a three million dollar watch. I don't know if you saw what happened to the Newman watch in the Phillips auction. Yeah, I did. Went for uh, fifteen. But, you have uh, you have the Vic Elford Rolex. Yes. Do you really not know where it is? No, I, I called the, my uh, one of my uh, many assistants, and uh, it, it has been put away for safekeeping because oh. there were workmen oh, in my space, good. and so he put it away because <clears throat> it is a quite a uh, valuable item. Now. Yes. Is it insured for value, Mr. Simon? No, that's no. a good idea. You've got oh, to do my that. God. Thank you for that one. Well, let's, let's None of this crap, by the way, that I have is insured. Well, you'll just Are go we going to talk about money? the wedding album? Or? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to talk about no, the wedding album. No, it's hilarious. That would have been someday. We'll talk about it. That would have been the greatest documentation of all time, and I think we should have made placemats out of those photographs. Wow! And it was Ferdinand Porsches or Ferry Porsches? Ferry's wedding. It was Ferry's wedding. Would be mid thirties. You know yeah. what other thing that really cracked me up that you bought? Do you remember when you called me and you said I'm buying Ferdinand Porsche's death mask? <laughs> yeah, but I I didn't buy it. <laughs> How much fun we had with that premise? Yes, for a long time. I said, what are you going to do with a wear death it. mask? Where it's sleep. <laughs> How did they make a death mask? What do you do with the death mask once you have it? You to show people, look, <laughs> that's how he looked right after he died. How do you make a death mask? They probably you... put hot wax on the corpse. It's not that hard to figure out. You take the, you let the wax, it's not going to hurt the guy, he's dead. And then what do you make, jello with it or something? They Here's some death mask, jello. mask. Be a terrifying thing to see in someone's house, wouldn't it? <laughs> Here's my dad's I death mask. I yeah. to resist putting it on my own face. And yeah. I don't think I that would that's good luck. Yeah. You know, this time yeah. of year, I would put uh, mixed nuts in it and serve <laughs> them to my friends in Ferry Porsche's death mask. Here's another little item that I have. When Ferry Porsche was born on September 19th, September 9th, 1919, no, 1909, 909? Yes. We're not talking about Ferdinand. We're not talking about Ferdinand. That was the He's father. born on my birthday, September 3rd. Did you know that? Right. Right. He died in 51 or, or so, right after that early Le Mans yes. race. Anyway, the, when he was born, they made up a uh, little cup and a spoon out of sterling silver and engraved his name and his birthday. <laughs> And that's another one of the things that I got at that auction. Wow. That's called being born with a silver spoon. Yes, literally a silver, silver spoon, spoon in your mouth. <laughs> wow. So uh, You've got a I, lot of great stuff. I really should go through it all and, and uh, find out if I have anything else that's significant. Why don't we make our own death, death masks while we're still alive? <laughs> yeah, how about some life masks? <laughs> Maybe we could get the Ben Cooper fire retardant Halloween costume people to help us out. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> you don't collect, do you, Zuckerman? Do you have anything like that? I gave you a poster to put in your hangar, but I don't see it up anywhere. I don't. Yeah, I'm so. I, I have license plates I need to put on my cars that'll make the vintage correct. I have so many projects I need to get to, but I don't have uh, many assistants. And uh, but I do like collecting weird stuff. But I just haven't ever thought of it or seen it. How do, you, how do you enjoy it? Because well, that's, that's how I bumped. That's how I came across that book. I right. realized this stuff is all in closets. I don't enjoy it. What do I do? My idea was I have a big long table, so I told my guy just put all the stuff out. So as I wander by, I'll go, "What's this? What's that?" And I'll see it. That's a nice uh, Carmine yeah, Red Turbo a, uh, S. Just it really does up. look nice. Brand Carmine new Turbo Red. S yeah. and Carmine Red. Well, it's Carmine lovely. Carmine Red, is it? I think it's Carmine, like Carmine Ragusa. Really? Right. 
But but getting back to that, because memorabilia, it does you, you chase it, you hunt it, you find it, and then you don't seem to really see it until it goes out the door. Yes. It's so tricky. what is? How do you enjoy it? You put it out, you sit down with it. I, I never quite feel right when I'm trying to enjoy memorabilia. It's a historical. <laughs> I like seeing it in my garage. I like seeing posters, and I'll glance at it for a second, and it'll remind me of the drives that we've taken in uh, Monterey, like some of those Pebble Beach. Oh yeah, posters. I, I honestly, I have an office in my house with tons of little cubby shelves, and it's filled with this uh, hazurai, which means what, Paul? Which means junk, junk. basically, chat <laughs> <In> Yiddish. <laughs> And here's one of my favorite things. I have a 71 911 brochure, and I love the line. It's my favorite line on the cover. It's, it's bad photography. It's, it's, the line is, once you buy a Porsche, there is no other car. And so I'm looking through this 71 brochure one day, procrastinating from some work I'm supposed to do. And I see that they show like a nice old green 911 with a, with a beautiful saddle interior making a left turn onto a road. And I can, see, I can make out the... The, the street sign. I go, what street is that? I wonder where that is. And I go, Hedges Lane. I go, Hedges Lane? That th- I know Hedges Lane. And it turns out to be two blocks from where I live. Wow. That's so crazy. And that is, was one of the most exciting things yeah. I ever came across. Have you, yeah. have you taken a look in the 71 owner's manual? They have instructions for the target, and they have some German guy... Who, who is demonstrating physically in pictures how to do the targa. And it, it's also for historical purposes to see the way his suit fit, to see his cufflinks, to see <laughs> at some point he's got the jacket on, but when he goes to take the targa <clears throat> off, the jacket's off, and it's just his shirt and cufflinks. Where, did, where is it in the brochure? It's in the 71 owner's manual. If you look at your oh, car, you'll I see. one. You'll go and you'll see targa guy and his various stages of dress, <laughs> and <laughs> what I, is the right way to take a target top off? Well, he shows you that, and you he have to take your you. jacket off, too. Right. Apparently. Do you do that anymore? You remember how... Yeah, these, I did it this morning. These it was early great cars, fun. you know how you went through all the paperwork, and you just yes. go through it, you read every... Yes. Are you doing that it's anymore? It's historical no, context. too much and to that's, read. But that's what the... But that's the But nice you know what I mean? Don't, you, we tend to get cars and then drive them and sort them, and then, like, have you got... The two cars that we just bought... Have you looked at anything, any of the paperwork, anything? I have to say I have it for these right. last two cars. The Me car either. that I really got into was the 89, which has such complete, yeah. that 89 Turbo has such complete documentation. So that's, right. <laughs> it's a good one. That's a good one. But I think the great thing about the memorabilia is it gives you a moment in time to think about the history of the company and how small and half-assed this revolutionary company star right yes mm-hmm yes that they, that they became that successful out of what right right well just about focusing on the product like any a great small company that gets huge it's just about that thoroughness of of detail in that product you, you look at that little that little pocket under the door which must be so expensive to make and so kind of dumb the design to me target handles opening those handles the way yeah. that work the way that fits in there and the click in uh, is one of the most satisfying little pieces of engineering small elegant solutions to engineering problems i think is the essence of the joy of the car hobby when what? you come across a company that's come up with an s- interesting elegant little solution to a problem Wow, look at this Jaguar that's pulling up. Yeah. Sand beige like your 67S. Right. Wow. Look at this guy. That is gorgeous. Jaguar guys always look like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, they always look like that. Lunatics. <laughs> right? Yeah, a lunatic professor who just yes. right off the Oxford always campus. A big, dumb that's right, smile. sir. <laughs> Listen, we'll, we'll describe I have no you. idea how many miles I'm going to go before I stop. What a beautiful car, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, beautiful. So explain to me. I, so we switched cars up in the hills. We just did Ensignal Canyon, Jerry and I, and uh, switched uh, leaf green to what green is that? that? That Irish green? Irish green, black interior, 68 short wheelbase, 912. The, um, the tell, me, tell me why uh, that car drives the way it drives. Mine? Yeah. Uh, the guy that had my car was very, very obsessive, and the guy he bought it from was very obsessive. This car, honestly, is a tribute to the um, uh, maniacal nature of so many old-school Porsche guys that they lavished um, disproportionate care and attention on these cars 
because I think the driving experience was so great. Is it a one-owner car? It's a three-owner car, I believe. Because I'll but, tell but you what, the I last two guys have had it forty years. It doesn't feel like any nine twelve that I've ever driven. Yeah, it feels like someone spent, like I said, a decade sorting it and then sealed that sort in cement. Yes, there's a, there's a solid feeling to that color yeah. that I've never felt in a Porsche before. Yeah, ever. Write down Zuckerman and sit in the seat when I it did. there's everything it's, is so perfect about it. It's sorted and cemented. And it doesn't. And it, yeah, and sorted and then and sealed. Cemented, yeah, yeah. But this is that is guy why still around? Wanted, yes, he is. His name is oh. Ron. I talked to him on the phone. He spent a tremendous amount of time on the ride height. On the he put in a factory uh, front uh, sway bar. Right. He got a half inch bigger wheel. He all did. around. And yeah, he was obsessed with making the car perfect. Why did he sell it then? Why? Why did he? That's what happens. He's an older guy. <laughs> got to a point, and it just. You We've know. talked about that before, though. You what? and I. This this thing, this obsessive thing, where you make a car perfect, and once it's done, you go, "I gotta get rid of this before something else happens to no, it," I've never and I have that. to work on it again. No, no, yeah, you're like that. You no, you've done that before. You. We we this I is an older. I did it with the IROC. I made the IROC perfect, and then I sold it. That was a Spadermatsy thing. It, it not that it's 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 not about the car. It's about this. You worked so hard on it, and you got there, and you know it's going to fail at some point. You just now you need to push it out the door. You did it. You have to be careful not to make that mistake. And I, I still think the IROC is a little bit of a mistake. Mm. Yeah, did you see the Excellence? Did you see Excellence magazine? I did, with a, I did. Was that hard? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Do we well, want to he, say a big mistake or a little no, mistake? No, it's not mistakes. You have pangs. Like, you know, I, I haven't told anybody yet, but you guys know. I, I sold 8-Ball over the summer. That car is out of my hangar. Do you think the, uh, the 997 uh, RS is out of my hangar? Does our audience know eight, what an eight ball is? Do they know the 67? Oh, they all know eight ball. Yeah, they sure. Do, really? They're, they're in shock right now. They're just discovering the show. They're they're in shock right now. Wow. Yeah, that that happened. Because you were so known for that car, you were famous for that car. It's the car I used in Car Matchmaker. Right, I, right. You put it together, lit it up, and put together a nice sale with it. I'm very happy. But there's a difference between uh, regret. And a pang. Like, yes. do you know what I mean? Yes. So when I saw your IROC, I felt a pang. But I didn't necessarily feel that you needed to have that car back. Like, no. I, I saw you use it. I was there on the first day when we drove it. Remember that drive when it yes. had the straight pipes on it? Yeah. we went, this is the most illegal drive <laughs> either of us have ever been in. Yeah. I can't believe it's happening on a city street. You tracked it. Did you get yep. to track that car? I, I, I drove it around the car. track. Yeah. You took it out in the road. You know, you did use that car, and, and uh, you know, you're looking for a new experience. So I decided I wanted to go back a few years. The, the IROC was the first uh, impact bumper, short hood, 911, the first three liter. Mm-hmm. And I decided I uh, the, it had the big wing, and I decided the 70 to 73 911 moment was more the moment that I was right, obsessed right, with. Right, right, right. A little more innocent. They, they were just not quite in the big leagues yet. And, you know, you wanted to have some new experiences, which yeah. is what this whole thing is about. And, but and there are certain experiences that you also, you got to be smart and know when you're there. Right. We've seen a lot of people, not only in show mm. business or I guess in any business or in the car hobby, that you've got to be smart enough to know when you've got something that is right and perfect. Don't get rid of it. The unrepeatable. The unrepeatable, yes. Yes. If I've gotten, I get rid I've gotten of this, rid I'm of, not going to get back there. <laughs> I've gotten rid of many unrepeatable cars. Yes, I mean, but I can tell you, you're, you're fine. You do fine because you have this next adventure. I'm really enjoying the Leaf T uh, uh, Porsche adventure, the right. 87 one, of new GT3 coming in, GT2 RS, this uh, this other secret car that we're, bi- we're building in Italy, Zuckerman, mm. that is, uh, that's difficult it's, to manage but is going to be incredible, um, this the Zagato Coupe. You know, wow. we're into that deal. Yeah. That's so another be... item in a magazine about it. Yeah, it's, it's really exciting. It's going to be gorgeous. What's the motor in there? A, a Super the, 90? The 356 motor from a 61 356. Yeah, that'll be a Super 90. That's uh, a nice yes. motor. It's the same motor in the <clears throat> 912. Right, right. right. Yeah. So and Very light you know, coach work. Yeah. There's just a lot of new experiences coming down the pipe. The uh, Is that an aluminum? Uh, yes, yes it is. Aluminum wow. body. That's going to be great. Yeah. That's great. Now, you're going to get the Abarth. Carrera experience at a fraction, a fraction, fraction of the of price, the cost. right? Well, it's not that cheap, but <laughs> it's. But they're only going to be they're only going to be nine of wow. these cars. And if you're listening, you don't know what we're talking about. I think it was in featured in Panorama. Um, 
the Porsche magazine in August, right, Zuckerman? That's yes. where we were flying into Monterey, and, yes, and, and we realized we, decided we had made we, a mistake in we not had, buying this car. We had turned it down, and then we saw it in the magazine, and it looked, <clears> again, it looked like right. something. Remember, I called you guys about it. Both of you recommended yeah. that I didn't buy it, right? Do you remember that? You just said we didn't quite know what it was, and, it, and at the time, none of us knew it was Porsche-sanctioned. Right. And then Zuckerman and I are, are reading the Porsche magazine. We're, we're literally about to land at Monterey, and we see the car in the Porsche factory magazine. And I show him, and I go, did we? He goes, fuck up. He goes, yes. We've made a huge mistake here. I mean, it was just gorgeous. And we, he goes, just text the guy. Just text him. Just tell him you want the car. Did and you I, get the coupe or the spider? There's only a coupe. This oh, is only a coupe. That was the coupe. previous build they did that was a spider. Ah. That's 550-ish. Uh, this is only a coupe. They're going to be done. They're saying midsummer next summer, but it's most likely fall. I don't fall, believe it. Right? I don't believe Our it. Our friends, the Italians, I they... Would say, I would say... How do you feel about the Italians, Zuckerman? How do you... <laughs> I, okay. Are they like the Greeks to you? They're, they, they're they work harder than as, the... <laughs> They're almost as unreliable as the Greeks. Oh, come on. They're, which is a couple of steps above crackhead. And, no, that's oh, horrible. No, you can't, can't say, say that. that. Ah, no, okay, no. Then, then delete it from the show. But but I think that we're, we're going to be a year and a half behind yeah. schedule. And there's no rush, by the way. For no, there's no rush. So, Jerry, I don't know if I told you. I was at the car show... Uh, couple weeks back. Oh, LA that's car where those show. pictures are from. That's where those pictures were from. And they had that new 911T right between the GT2 RS and the Touring GT3. Right. They had it right in the center there. Wow. And it looked good. Really? The door pulls, Jerry. The fabric door pulls. Wow. That looks like the car you're going to put a ton the of RS, miles on. The RS America of 2017 yeah. or 2018. Right. right. Zuckerman's right. right. It, it, that's what it feels like. It conjures up that, that same thing when you sit down. It's that... It's, more usable than a GT3 Touring? You think? Well, well that, I wouldn't know yet, but I well, would, here's I would the have thing. to imagine. Now, here's the thing. No, no. I drove the new GT3, uh, my neighbor's new GT3 with a manual transmission. Right. And it was such a funny moment of getting into that car and putting my, hand, putting my foot on a clutch and then shifting the car and going, what just happened? Yeah. I snapped right back to the 997 GT3 RS, but it felt weird for a second. I imagine it's what you felt like in your 911R. Because yes. that transmission feels really light and easy to shift. It's a beautiful piece, that transmission. Right. And it's six speed. And Incredible it's the same piece. transmission in the R. That's, same transmission. It's the same yeah. transmission, right? But not the same suspension settings, not the same weight. Right. What I'm curious about did it feel like a mismatch to you? Mm. A GT3 with a manual? No, no, it felt cool. It felt really cool. It felt. I don't uh, buy it. It felt. Uh, <laughs> Here's what it felt like. It felt a lot lighter than my 2015 GT3. But it isn't. It felt that way, though. The steering was a little lighter. Right. And then that, coupled with shifting gears, which gives you something to do, it, yeah. was, it was exactly... Jerry will never concede that the new GT3 will be anything like the R. Oh, it's so I much better. You. He'll never concede that. No. But, but it's, it's it so doesn't much mean better. it's not a wonderful, desirable item. Jerry's on the right side of it. What Zuckerman, the ultimate revenge for Jerry would be is if he bought a broker car at a half a million dollars or 600000 Then we'd have him. But he got his 911R for sticker. I know yeah, because he, he bought a 918 and he talked me out of buying a 918. <laughs> oh, come on, we've been like, we've been over I this. I never did any of these things. We've been. I initially over this. resisted the 918. I tend to be <laughs> verbose and hyperbolic when I make my points. That's my profession, which I believe yours is. Quite similar. Potentially, yes. Yeah. No, this is never a case could be made that we're in very uh, uh, similar professions. What, is, what do you think happens with the 918 market, Jerry? Do you have any predictions for that? I mean, nowhere but up because that particular. clobber you now. Let me ask the other 917 formula, guys. Not unlike a Carrera GT, which is your new favorite vintage Porsche. I love that car. Love it. This moment when this was the technology will never happen again. Yeah. I drove, Jack Murphy came by the, uh, my place this morning and he had the new Panamera hybrid. So he works, Jack Murphy works for Porsche, right? What's his title now? He used he's, to. I don't know if he still no, does. No, he, he does he, teaching. He texted us this the, morning with a GT2 RS. He was. He, he manages was, the collection oh, yeah. of a fellow at the airport. But yeah. he's also working for the factory in some capacity training mechanics. But anyway, it's just, I anyway, just want to so let him Anyway, so he says, you want to drive this car? I go, not really. I'm not that interested in hybrids. And I have a Panamera Turbo right. myself, which I'm very happy with. He said, you got to try it. It's unbelievable. He says, it's my favorite Porsche. So, okay. So Jack knows his stuff. I get in the car. 
It is absolutely amazing. The interface of these two power plants, the electric and the combustion, is so seamless, Paul. So you don't you you have to look at the tack and you don't know unless you otherwise you don't know what's going on. Wow. It's so beautifully done. I was really impressed. Wow. And he said these electric cars, if this is what the future is, the, it's going to be great. Well, I'm that, not ready to say that myself. But, you you know, th- but, that was the L.A. car show. Everything was plugged in at the L.A. Right, car show. They, right. the, I walked up to this Range Rover, and the front grill opens up, and then they plugged it in to the wall. They're, uh, they're that these plug-in hybrid Range Rovers, all the big ones marketing, now. all sales, all look how green we are. In the end, electric is going to be a relic. It's going to be... Hydrogen turbines is the is the hydrogen future. turbines. Hydrogen turbines. <laughs> Spock. The, uh, the only Who's making water. hydrogen turbines? Scotty. Yeah. Who's doing that? Uh, uh, Toyota's betting big on hydrogen right. being the power plant right. of the future. Right. And that's where you think that all of this goes. Yes, I think electric is a is a transition phase. It's it's not pra- as practical as hydrogen. It's just a matter of uh, you know the stations to to get your hydrogen. Right. There's you know, one there's currently no in L.A. <laughs> Yeah, there's but only one the, place to get it. It's the future. I thought it's very You don't think we're going to go through a long phase of electric first before be the plutonium turbine? Shorter than you think. <laughs> Will you be around for it, do you think? Hydrogen Maybe turbines? Maybe right towards the end. On my last few days, I'll see it. I'll go, ah, I knew that, and then I'll croak. <laughs> All right, Bill's walking up here. It sounds like he's got some food. Here comes we something food? else pulling in here. What wow. took so we got long? Something. All right. car's always here when we're here. Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah. Food's oh, coming out. We're going to eat a little bit, and then we'll be back How with more. How much time did we do? do? We, did, uh, we got uh, 35 minutes done, but okay. we'll do a little more after we're we eat. We're going to eat, and then we'll be back. We'll be back with more Spikes Car Radio. All right, let's talk Amsoil. You know why I like Amsoil? Because the folks at Amsoil are a bunch of car people. They're gearheads. They're into all kinds of power sports. They get it. Recently, Amsoil created a guide to increasing horsepower in your vehicle. It has insider tips from some of the best in the business on coaxing more power out of your engine. You can get your copy free at amsoil.com spike. While there, find out more about Amsoil synthetic motor oil, too. Like how Amsoil Signature Series synthetic motor oil delivers 75% more engine protection against horsepower loss and wear than required by a leading industry standard. Go to amsoil.com spike to get your free insider's guide to increasing your horsepower. So go to amsoil.com backslash spike, my first name, and uh, dig in deep, my friends. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, welcome back. We've just had a nice little breakfast. Bill uh, made us some eggs, some steak. It was really incredible. You got to come to the Malibu Kitchen here. It's absolutely wonderful. The best food. Uh, also, I noticed Jerry took off. I mean, uh, Paul took off, and Jerry six twelve or nine twelve. What the hell happened? What was it like, Zuckerman? What do you I think? I don't fully enjoy a car until I can get Zuckerman in it and make him unhappy <laughs> that it's not his. That's it's the it. final phase of any car purchase for me. Well, you, 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 you took off with Bill in the passenger seat, which is also a dangerous move because he's gifted at breaking yeah. seats. Did you hear any cracking sounds? Yes, or? the seat actually did go back one oh, no. shit in the back of the seat. And he asked me if, if he broke it. I'd already made him upset, so I told him no. I lied. Was it a lie? Did he and, really? Yeah, I don't know if he broke it, but but it went back <laughs> one more setting, and uh, and I told him that that's how it works. Okay, well, what are your thoughts on the nine twelve? Okay. You really want to know? Yes, yeah. it is it is one of the best driving experiences I've had. Really, as wow. you know, that car is incredibly well put together, as we've already been saying. Uh, as you said, it was somebody got it right and then cemented right. it. They sorted it over decades and then sealed it in cement. Yeah. It is perfection. And somebody who really thought about the ride height and suspension and even the steering wheel. I have another box. You can eat Do that you one. really? Yes, I do. I love they're, it. They're eating and soup nuts. And we're That's eating Jewish Manischewitz Monlin soup nuts. <laughs> Something that takes us back to our miserable childhoods. But, um, <laughs> but the car, please, really, please the, ride, the ride height, that front sway bar. Yeah. The fact that you don't have that extra 250 pounds of right. the two extra cylinders. Mind you, it's not going anywhere fast. But in a tight track, it would run circles around the 911 and just about anything else the way it's set up. It was a delightful 
perfect driving experience. You know what's funny about it is the engine sounds so far behind you. Yes. When I first started it up, it sounded like a car, three cars behind me started Why up. Why is that? Yeah, because huh? it's a quieter it's motor a than a It's a little tiny quiet than a, motor. Than a, than a 911. Yeah. The other thing that uh, is great about it is the Targa 912 combination mm. because it enhances the sense of speed. Now, yes. It, it, you feel like you're going faster. Jerry, so when true. we were talking over breakfast, you have another one of these? Is this yes, the, I have a soft window 68. He's hoarding. In the golden green. <laughs> right, and I totally forgot a about Coupe that. 69 long wheelbase 912. I have three wow. 912s now. Three. And yeah. do they all? No, you have four. What about the Aussie blue one? That's the coupe. That's the, the coupe. 69 coupe. And do they all drive like this, or do they all drive differently? No, the 69 coupe drives like this because that's an 18,000-mile car, but the, uh, the golden green car uh, does not drive as well as this. And now I'm debating with Paul and my other associates, should I fix it up and use it because it's got an unusual color, it's a soft window, or should I move on? Sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Well... He should sell the 71 Targa. <laughs> <laughs> That's the car you've been trying to liberate for him. Well, it makes sense, yeah, too, because him. Zeniths for Zuckerman, Solex for Seinfeld. <laughs> this, is a, this is a formula for ownership. He's not going to sell that car. I, I would sell it to him, but he's got to give me something. What, what would do that I be? get? Where, where's the fun for me? The ice racer back. Mm. No, no. Really? You'd never go back to the ice racer? Believe it or not, I called Sam to discuss this very subject. I said, should I talk to Paul about maybe working a deal to get the ice racer back? And I just, but uh, the black car obviates the, uh, the I have really? a 59 GS 4 cam with 13,000 original miles. Mm -hmm. It's the, the find of my collecting career. The greatest thing I've ever found. A 1959 all-original GS4 cam Carrera, black with red interior. Wow. With a lot of special equipment on it, RS brakes, speedster seats, special carburetors. And, and, and that car eliminates any other 4 cam really? from that era. Wow. As great as the ice car is, I love it. If Have I, you not ready to move if on I, from that anyway? If I let you drive... The ice car, the ah. ice racer. You would be so blown away. It's so not like how you had it. In really? Yes, yeah. you it's would. Let's and I'm going to have to bring it out. And, and I didn't bring up to you realize that, that I did get an unsolicited gigantic offer on the ice racer, really? which I turned down. Oh, yeah, this was, this was shielded from you. Yes, because... He called why? to consult with me about it. And, and no, I, I wouldn't feel bad if you no, turned I, That's no, what I, I told him. No, that's no, what no, I said. No, 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 I said, you I, should tell him. No, 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 no. I know that, I know that uh, it's a special car, and I, either I keep it or it goes back to you. I'm not would you Would you have jumped in if he uh, had this offer and he was thinking about genuinely getting rid of the car? Would you have said, you know what, I'll buy it back? No. 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 Why? For the reasons I just described, because right. of this black 59 GS. But isn't there something else emotionally about, haven't you learned that you tried it? It's, it I always use the analogy going back to high school, you can never get it back. Do you ever buy a car back that you once owned and go, ah, well, well this he's is... bought many cars back. Yes. What was the... The, well, the, the, I the just cup bought car. a 356 GT. You just did that again. That was an auction car that I sold at Amelia a couple of years ago. So this is one of the Amelia auction cars. That right. big story. 18 Seinfeld cars out the window. That's you just right. bought it back. I made one mistake in that group, <laughs> and which well, that's has been news. rectified through sheer... <laughs> Happenstance and coincidence. <laughs> Talking to a friend, Stephen P. Sirio. <laughs> and he He's said, a dealer. you know the he guy who bought your car? He's looking to get out of it now. I, I went, I'll take it. Unbelievable. So this is, that's the only car you feel you made a mistake with it. That's correct. That's wow. the car I made a mistake. And you realize that I should have bought that car at the, at the auction. But Mr. Serio committed one of the grave offenses among it friends. It was horrible, yeah. He, he, he looked at me in the eye and then started bidding higher than uh, me. No, we were shooting and Car Matchmaker. We were shooting an again. episode of Car Matchmaker, and I needed you to bid on something and win. Uh, and I wanted yeah. that car. And he wanted it, and he screwed it up. He screwed yeah. it up. But did, then you felt lucky you didn't buy that car. Why? I don't know. That I was a huge mistake, Paul. It was a huge mistake, yeah. and it would have given me the bargaining chip I needed right now. Oh, yeah. To, yeah, that would have that been the That deal would have happened so fast, because that 63 GT is the greatest 356 coupe ever made. Thank wow. you, Serio. There you <laughs> go. That fucking guy. Wherever he may be. Wherever he may be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, okay. what else is on the horizon, Seinfeld? 
What do, what I do am, we, oh, I am. You're looking at a very, very satisfied man really? right oh, now. <laughs> okay, no famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> that means he's going to buy 10 cars within a week. You've been no, pretty... I mean, the 912, you see... Are you over your Volkswagen storm? Because that was pretty. That was a pretty big storm last I time I have an 85, 50th anniversary VW Bug that I bought from Keeften Clock in the <laughs> Netherlands. That site, Keeften Clock? Yes. That, that great site? That, that great site, oh, Keeften Clock. Site. And I bought this car. Z, you have got to drive. I have never driven. You haven't driven that many bugs. You have a 78, right? Or 77. 79. This car, the driving position, the drive of this car, is just something very wow. unique. I've driven two bugs in my life. Right. I drove one in 1984, and the next time I drove one was the was the police car. Right, right, yeah. right. This car, the driving position spike, is so unique in this car, so comfortable. Right. Why? Right. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's the preserved seat. It's the gear. The it's seat the is different. The angle of the steering wheel has got a poor steering wheel. Uh, it's not fast, but it's solid. It's got 20,000 miles on it. And this, this is something amazing about it. Wow. I, I, I theorized this. I thought, I wonder if VW kept developing the bug through the 70s and 80s. So here's an 85 built in Mexico. The last Beetle sold in Germany. And they wasn't sold in the States or Mexico, only right. Germany. 50th anniversary badges on it. And I go, I wonder if they kept developing it. And sure enough, they did. They did. They did. It's that even better. That sounds like a dirty word. How do you say that again? Kieften what? Fold. Kieften Clock. Clock. You, when you see this site, it'll be hard not to buy one oh, of their yeah. cars. You've never been they, on Kieften Clock? No. Oh, it's the greatest. It's like the, it's, uh, the European Canapa. <laughs> you know, Canapa's No, no, like, it's just VWs. I know, but just that presentation, they have animation on yeah, it. And yeah, It's bluey and greeny cartoon drawing. It makes you crazy. The lost innocence of the VW culture yeah. is they, they capture it. They capture it, you for sure. That. <laughs> There's right. someone taking selfies. What about you? What's what's orbiting your uh, yeah, Zuckerman? Uh, your why, why yeah me? No, are you looking here? at anything? We'll I mean, Zuckerman and I have been buying and sorting cars okay. right now. I mean, okay. we got You've got a lot on the incoming. But I, I just want to tell people out there that the 912 thing is about to happen. You think so? It's already started to happen. You're right. Nice 912s are <clears throat> getting very hard to find. Well, that's true. People you think, made well, it's just a cheaper 911. No, it's not. No. It's a completely no, it's a different, different driving experience. Right. Well, 964s you made happen. You think Jerry's making all of this stuff happen himself? We're going to attribute it to him. I would say that the the nine. I like blaming you for stuff. The nine eleven market got a little overheated and expensive, and people started looking at nine twelves, and and rightfully so. And like your nine fourteen, this new nine fourteen you have, yeah, the seventy five, yeah. These are nice cars that drive differently from the Porsches that we normally drive, and they are, you know. And someone just asked me, as a matter of fact, you know, a couple of questions. What what are we buying for $35,000, $25,000 mm. in the Porsche category? It's a question we get a lot. This is a listener question they wanted us to answer. Is there anything? I might not be the guy to ask that question. Right. But if, would you say then go to a Volkswagen? That's a normal response that I give. No, no. I, I mean, what about the 914? What can you get? You can get a decent 911 SC, which I think is a great car. Right. Mm-hmm. Agree. For $30,000, right. I, I would get that. Right. But there's a lot of them out there. Most of them, are, as, as in any old cars, they're Mickey Mouse or they're junk to begin what with. What about a 914, then? You can get a 914 for that in that price range. Yeah, you could. So here's what I love about doing the podcast out here. Somebody just pulled up in a Mercedes S-Class, opened their doors. What is this song? Higher Love? Open their doors, just playing music and just standing there. What do you care? Am I allowed to scream? Because you this go ahead. defend my sense scream. of... Oh, it's part of the ambiance. So can we do something about that? People. Hey, is that your car? Is that you? Would you go in there and turn down the volume? <laughs> Just go in the car and turn it down. Yeah, go go in that car and turn down the turn volume. Down. That would be good. Yeah. What is it? And then a guy in George just ran out. He's left it's the George. car George. in the <laughs> middle uh, of... He's in the middle of the aisle here. Okay, he it's, he handled, it's handled. It's handled. But he went into he went into a store that sells women's makeup. <laughs> Why would you have to get out of the car to get women's makeup? <laughs> Whose idea was it? Oh, to, I know, to, to I know who Malibu, the guy is. Yours. Okay, now Zuckerman. Okay, that's right. what you get here. People who live in this goldfish bowl. This? Why Zuckerman. Do you turn this Zuckerman. Me? Because you can't. Be do you surprised. remember the picture I've been sending you of the Mercedes S Class parked yes. in the middle of the lot, blocking everybody? Is that him? This is the fucker. <gasps> this is the guy. That's him. That's is it him. the same car? Oh wait, no, that might not be him. 
Okay, let's blame him. Let's blame him. Yeah. Let's blame him. It could be There's the same car. There's a hundred parking spaces that you got to jump out of your car, and then you blame it on me for living here. <laughs> do you really have another box? Yeah, I do have another no, But, box. Jerry, you just got to see what Zuckerman does best. He He's really good at that. He's really good. Not just legal situations with his expertise. He handles these difficult life situations. Well, that's what that any good lawyer well, does. Screaming at people? Yes. The guy responded. We thanked him. We gave him a nod of approval and smiled. But Here's what a lawyer is. It's a guy. <laughs> it's a guy who doesn't want to get involved in your shit. Not interested in you. Not interested in your problem. But there is a number at which I would make it my problem. <laughs> right. And if he knows that number, and now it's worth his while. Now and he'll handle it. Taking on that problem. This, is, yeah, this, right. is, this almost sounds like. Uh, remember Larry? Larry. Yeah. If I want to make it your problem. <laughs> when I say if I choose to make it your problem, right? Wasn't yes. that the line? Yes. Well, that day. And now Bill right. just walked up with money. Hey, give us some of that. It doesn't matter. You have it. I want it. I'm still hungry. What is there to eat? Chicken wings. Fried chicken wings. Look delicious. Great. Um, let's do it. Want to bring us a, a plate of that? There we go. There you go. This is how it works here. This is how it works. Well, um... What about the 87? We just got a laundry list of stuff. So we bought this silver 87 911, brought it into Beverly Hills Porsche. I think kind of maybe a mistake to bring to them to do this work or I, not. I don't think well, it's a mistake because i tell you why. i tell you well, why. People we're going to pay a little bit more. What did we pay for that card to begin with? Okay, we paid 74 and well, that's high. And it, it's a little high, it's but a it's a great car. It's a lot of money. And the clutch slipped. And a few other things are wrong. Right. And when we are done, okay, we'll put a few more dollars into it. And when we're done, it's going to be perfect, and it's going to be perfect for. Well, a it long needs a new time. windshield. <laughs> That's <laughs> no big deal for a car with twenty-four thousand miles. Okay, why is it needs a new why, clutch? Why does it need it? Why it does it need new, this stuff? I, 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 it was rallied. In One Colorado. guy did a Colorado Grand for a thousand right. miles. It was driven. It's a, it's a, no, it was a rallied. It, they took it on a road rally through Colorado and Wyoming. The Colorado Grand. Yeah. I've been on the Colorado Grand That's four times. Colorado Grand Something is the 50s like cars and, and older. No, you're right. Okay. But Something they did like some that. sort of road rally and most likely had a bra on the front of it, sports bra. And the windshield is pitted because they were driving Sports too close bro. to somebody. So it's a starry night. Sports bro. It's a starry night when you're driving it in the sun looking through the windshield. Right. And I learned this with the 73911 S that I owned back in the day. Right. You do that immediately. Get a new windshield. And right. Get rid of that windshield. It doesn't matter if they can find the OEM okay. one. Right. We're, we're, clear in on, we're in on the car. Ten grand higher than we should be, but then the other response is find another one. Yeah, right. find another one that's this nice. Otherwise, that is that is this good looking. Does it drive nice? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's getting there. It's not. It's it needs this tune up. It needs a clutch. I mean, you can't say oh yeah because it needs a new clutch. Okay. It needs a tune up. The tires are old. It's, it's got to be every, corner balance. It's got to be lowered. When we're done with it, it's, it's going to be, be amazing. It's going to be when amazing. When we're done with it. We got a good, we got a good car with a good starting point. It's beautiful, point. for sure. Did they oversell it? Of course, we bought it from the Greek guy. <laughs> did we do? Did we do our due diligence in no, checking it out? No, no, we did, we not. did not. We did not. We bought do it that? from a Greek. We bought it from the Greek guy without doing due diligence. <laughs> we got lucky. I consider us to be incredibly lucky that we didn't end up with three different cars cobbled together. Do we care all that much? No, no. we do not. No, we do not. It just—it's so much easier just to get the car. This quick this is what drives the hobby. People are <laughs> and then sweaty. Fix it later. Plan Z is an ill-considered, <laughs> impulsive it's an ill-considered, buy. Right, right. Ill-considered and impulsive is classic Plan Z. Plan you Z, I, by, by the way, way, fans, is when two guys share the cost of a car and the use of the car. Jerry, you and I have never been guys who Plan Z it. No. And this is a new thing that you and I are doing because of the bad influence of this man. Yes, it's true. And we've watched him do it and buy some very beautiful cars. And then we've watched him get screwed a few times. Yeah. Well, generally well, but speaking, what I like I about well. what you do is it's like a Thursday. Hey, let's buy a car. How about this one? And it's a text. <laughs> and then it's yours. <laughs> and that part of it is really fun. But how about getting out of it? What if you, you have to decide? A, we'll be upside down in the silver car unless right, silver cars sure. go up from they are going and up. And it won't matter because we're going to put a million miles. I on guarantee it. we could get out of this car and make money. The leaf tea, really? the leaf green tea, that car will make a little money on. That car is outstanding right. right now in its current state. 
Uh, Johnson you, you Automotive, you corner balance, you were, straightened you much, it out. Uh, Spike, you're much better at buying cars at the right price to, and getting out at the right price. I will but say But it's that. just that paint is driving everybody nuts. It's it's so beautiful. The yeah, the green. paint is and, amazing. And I had never car. seen one before. And Look up leaf green, Porsche leaf green, to see this shade of green. It's right. just gorgeous. Would you say it's like a, a spearmint? I would say it's like a like a brain surgeon smock green. There is such a thing? Yeah, you know that light green that the, all the surgeons wear? Do you I know why they wear that color, Paul? Why? It's soothing? Because it calms the nerves. I thought it was mental hospital green. Same thing. We're trying to calm these people down. So You're you know, calming me down. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was talking green. to the Porsche guys I was, uh, at, the, at the LA Auto Show. You know how they stand there, the German guys, and yeah. they talk, and we're chit-chatting, chit-chatting. And then I said, uh, they go, yeah, a lot of great stuff coming out. And I said, yeah, I hear there's a uh, GT3 Speedster. And they stared just like that, eyes open. And they, they didn't look at each other, but they stiffened up, like neck stiffening and <laughs> forehead stiffening, stiffening and kind of like stressed smiles. Wow. And said, yes, very... It's going to be a very good year next year. Very wow. good year next year for you Porsche guys. Wow. What do you they know about this? had a good year this year with the GT2 RS. No, but this speedster notion, this, this uh, mm. is it, a, it, you know, from what I'm hearing about a GT3 engine, GT3 RS engine, uh, speedster, 991.2. Right. Right? I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> Really? Nope. No, no, no money has changed hands? Nope. This is a pretty strong rumor out you there. You could glibly slay like that guy. Well, that's very interesting. <laughs> 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 the guy caught lying to The you, guy Gary. caught lying in the break. Someone <laughs> came up well. to our table and lied to us, and when we called him on it, he said, that's very interesting, very interesting. Glibly, and walked away. Yeah. So Not ashamed at all. We haven't heard anything about that car, even though, look, look I'm telling you right now, they're going to make it. Uh, GT3 RS? Has there been anything uh, about a new version of a GT3 you, you RS? you got to cut that out of this show. You can't have that what? in this show. This, this item. Oh, Why this item's already so out. Oh, everybody's talking about this. Really? Yeah. We've had discussions on the porch with, uh, I won't say who, somebody who already has one ordered. Really? And it's not you. But I can tell wow. by looking up your nose oh. and into your eyes <laughs> that you have one ordered right now. Right? Uh, I yeah. don't know who you mean. Right. I know. But the... Um, but it's a real, but it's a real car. What we're we talking about the GT3 RS. Yeah. So let me ask you: Do you think the this new Carrera T is an interesting item or a marketing item? No, I Both. like it. I think it's a, I think it's a, a car for the purist on a budget. The guy who wants something special, right. but doesn't just want to buy an entry level nine eleven. Because right. Porsche's done a thing where they have made so many special cars that have been so hard to get into. Right. They're doing the right thing by giving a special car to those that can't necessarily get into an R, right? Or right. even a GT three or GT three RS. Yeah, we, yeah. Right yeah. we support yeah. it. But what? But where is the GT three RS? Are they making a new one? Of course. Has okay, anybody seen money, anything about it? There's money to be made. They're, of course they're going <laughs> to pluck us with something we don't need. Don't you smell something else, though, besides this speedster? Always. There's always going to be something else. Fried chicken. Something new. Always something else. Something different. You zig, they zag. You zig, they There's got to be something else. you got, you got to keep them off balance. You can't just keep doing these Arthur Murray dance right, steps right. on the floor. you got to throw in a curveball, yeah. right? <laughs> they knows that from his many cross-examinations. <laughs> oh, he turns around as he's going to head back to the table. One more, one last thing. <laughs> <laughs> one last question. Yeah. Now you, tell us what really happened. That was, that was Colombo. <laughs> do, do you think uh, these GT2 RSs are going to get driven a lot? Who cares? I'm driving mine. Are you going to drive it a lot? You better believe it. Do you think that'll be a car you put a ton of miles on or not? Uh, I mean, how, much, how many miles have you put on your GT3 RS? Whose business is that? That's my... I want to uh, know. I probably put uh, 1,000 on it. I mean, you know, I'm <laughs> <A> very... <thousand. laughs> I happen to have a lot of cars. I enjoy them all. It's, it's not the miles. It's the, how you feel when you're driving But it. don't you find it these days... That <laughs> He's getting tired. The <laughs> three of us are driving stuff like this more often than not. When we come here... Cars. By, by the way, we made this pack many... Years ago, that when we come here, we don't drive modern stuff. We drive things that might not make it. Right, it's more fun. Right. 
<laughs> Hence the double breakdown. Hence yeah. the double breakdown yes, a few weeks ago. That's fun. Which was yeah, it was a lot of fun. Fixing to, stuff is fun, as I texted you the other day. You got right. that new synchro on that second gear. How much are you enjoying oh, that? Oh man, it's if unbelievable. If it was fine when you got the car, you wouldn't be having this pleasure. Mm. Right. But your 912 target is pretty pleasurable. Yes, it pretty, is. As perfect as it, it is. is. It's very, it's very, how rare is that to get a perfect car? Only two times in my career of buying, I don't know how many dozens of cars, have I gotten a car that doesn't need anything. And what was the other one? It was that 356? Uh, 61 the, Super 90 GT. 61 Super 90 GT, the gray one. Yeah, slate gray from, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Herbert Hobelhanger. Um, clock and clock and clock. Klaus, it's not uh, Kieft and clock. It's uh, Frietenheimer. Uh, Carl Pedelheimer. <laughs> von Count. Von Count. <laughs> the Count Faber von Pencil. <laughs> the Castle Pencil guy. But I know that car. Yeah, that was yeah, a car. car another magazine perfect. car I spotted yes, for you it was. and sent, yes, it to, it was. sent it your way. Now, that, you couldn't have checked that car out, right? Didn't. No, just no, bought so it. So you maybe were doing some Plan Zs back in the day. Well, if, if Plan Z being impulsive and irresponsible, yes. I, th- I thought it was sharing the no, the car. It's Plan, all of that. It's all those Plan things. Plan Z I is see. impulsive, irresponsible, but also just buying from a picture, going, I want that. Like so right, the 71 yes. Targa, which is far, far away. Did you send Sam out to look at that car? The 71 Targa? Yeah. No, the, the because with, no. it had 300 miles on it. So you just bought it. You right. just bought it. Wow. There you go. Dutch so he's, there's some Plan Z in him, some natural Plan Z. Oh, yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. Impulsive yeah. and inconsiderate. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of money. <laughs> what about that? You, you're the one who showed me the green, golden green 912. That's slow. Wow. I said, I got to buy something today. You go, how about that's, this? That's and true. I bought it. That wow. is true. And that was very <clears throat> impulsive and inconsiderate. Very impulsive. And what shape was that car in when you got it? Decent. Yeah. Ran well. Uh, you know, paint job, uh, crack dash, you know. Gear shifting problems, but uh, it's a soft window. It's just right, fun. Right. It's different. And have you got that car sorted out yet? No. Working no. on it. You're working on it. Right. That's what I'm deciding. Now that I got this Irish green car, should I fix it up or should I just <coughs> chuck it? And what's your process? You get a new car. I've seen you afraid to drive your new stuff sometimes. Like you'll yeah. have a new car in the hangar. You're like, I'm not sure I can handle this just yet. Yes. What are your, emotionally, what do you do now when you get something new like that? Does it go through to your guys? Does it get worked on and sorted first before you drive it? Do you instantly well, I get in it? drive it. Only you can sort a car. I don't know why that is, by the way. Mm. Why somebody all, else can't drive all it? All those guys, guys right? Are, they're there to sort things. Yeah, and it still needs the captain. Yeah, it's why? Still- We're not even experts, <laughs> but somehow you got to drive it. Well, you care more, and you're also in a heightened state of alert. Like, did I get screwed? Right. So that's you're right. worried that's right. that you did. Yeah. Sometimes seeing issues, but are, why? Why is it hard to get in that car the first time for you? Because you're scared of that shock of oh my god i made a mistake right <laughs> that's, that's that's very likely you know seven times out of ten that's what's going to happen you're going to go why did i buy this and when is the last car you made a mistake with what was your big mistake car you know what i'm not a big regret guy i don't believe in it everything's a we haven't made any mistakes we're just going through things anything you buy you sell even anything you sell you can buy back right right yeah so it's just all what's part. the last thing that you just said oh to yourself Ooh. oh my god what a piece of shit <laughs> Let's <laughs> <Must> be blunt. <laughs> that um, happens a lot in the comedians of cars getting coffee. Will there you drive was a, a guy, car? very famous Porsche guy in Connecticut, 356 expert in Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Who sold Fancy me name. a maritime blue. No, a. a um, maritime pink, blue? Well, no, R- the, no, Ruby Stone Red. Ruby Stone, Stone Red, Red 964 RS. That was a total <laughs> scam. A car that had been. Uh, mileage had been turned back. Oh my God! Uh, it was scruffy. It was presented as like a ten thousand mile car. It was probably two hundred ten thousand. That's a beautiful thing. Bill is bringing food out. out. It's fried chicken and paninis. Yeah, but canishes. Wow, canishes. The rest of it. Wow. And I want to tell you, you know what he does to the canishes? You guys, he heats it in butter. It's delightful. If you haven't been to the Malibu Kitchen here in Malibu, in the Malibu Country Mart, you got to come see Bill. He may not be nice to you, but boy, is he a genius with the food. <laughs> oh, you know. All right, guys. Well, I don't want people to sit here and listen to us eat. Uh, let's wrap it up. Do we have anything else to say? Jerry, you, you, are you out promoting anything? <laughs> I want to remember the name of the guy who did the work on the Super Nine. It was Harold Faltemeyer. Harold Hackenberg. Hackenberg. Thank Harold you, Hackenberg. Yes, there you go. German car restoration. Love to shop. you, Harold Brilliant. Hackenberg. Yeah. Um,. You know, Jerry, thank you for hanging out with us today. Everybody's Love been it. asking to have you back, and the original crew here and back in the Malibu he Kitchen, and we're here. He right flew in to do this. From British Columbia. From Penticton. He's, he's Menchie. Columbia. 
We of love 15,000 people in the town. The 5,000 people who were capable of coming came. Yeah, that is came. amazing. And now none of them have any money. He took it all, and he's going to convert town's, it into portions. The town's coffers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Zuckerman, Sorry, it's good to see you too, my friend. Next time um, I won't be so good. Next week, next week we have Jeff Swart on yeah. the show. So three big Porsche shows in a row. We'll see you next week, everybody. Spikes Car Radio. Real quick before we go, when you're looking to buy a car, you want to make sure that you're getting real pricing on actual inventory. Unfortunately, a lot of times this isn't the case. People configure cars online only later to find out they're not available. This just happened to my brother. Well, with True Car, you get real pricing on actual inventory. This is not pricing offered by True Car, but pricing from an actual dealer. And not just any dealer, but a True Car certified dealer. This is a carefully curated network of dealers committed to transparency and offering you a competitive market price. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car you want. Next, TrueCar will show you what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident. And don't we all want to feel confident? Over 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. There are over 13,000 TrueCar Certified Dealers nationwide. You will work directly with a TrueCar Certified Dealer contact. TrueCar users are more likely to enjoy a fast buying process when they connect with TrueCar Certified Dealers. TrueCar users save an average of over $3,000 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. And guess what? I'm not telling you what features and what states. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.